0: Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. It's a straight line drive. McCaffrey for three. Got it! I was going to shoot Maryland right out of the zone. And here comes Connor McCaffrey. Nice bounce pass there.
1: Hey, back with you on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club, 590 ESPN Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. We're happy to have you with us. We'll talk to Paul Keels as a part of our Big Ten Whip at the 8 o'clock hour. We'll continue talking Nebraska football and then Joel Lorenzi at 845. But for now, we want to start with Scott Docterman. He kicks out He kicks off. Our Big Ten Whip covers Iowa football for the Athletics. Scott, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you this morning? <laughs>
2: Doc, how are you, man? It is always good to hear your voice, man. Hopefully your new year is off to a good start. Yeah, it's not too bad here. I mean, we did have some tornado
0: warnings here yesterday, but nothing yesterday. came through. So. <laughs> Otherwise, everything is, uh, is just peachy in eastern Iowa. Scott,
1: are you somebody that goes outside and watches the weather, or are you the one that runs to the basement? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm generally the one that kind of waits just to make sure nothing happens. So, like, <laughs> there have been so many times in the past where I've been in, in, like, an office or something, and, oh, here comes the tornado alarm. Well, I'll just wait and see it, <laughs> wait for it <laughs> that- to happen. But well we had the DeRay Show here a few years ago, which was just massive, I did come upstairs because I heard a bunch of crackling, and it was my fence going down. So I, I did. Uh, I did watch that one.
1: That's the Midwestern approach, right there. Just hey, wait and see.
2: <laughs> hey, Doc. Before we get too deep into football, let me let me just skim basketball here real quick because uh, I know Drew Down is chomping at the bit to ask about McCaffrey. But let me ask you about the ups and downs with this Iowa basketball team. What's the feel about what they're capable? of? of doing versus what we've seen so far this year, kind of being on that roller coaster?
0: I think they're capable of being somewhere between 4 and 8 um, in the Big Ten. I mean, I think they're an NCAA tournament team uh, based on how they've performed the last four games, and, and they've beaten some pretty good teams in the past. <coughs> Excuse me, I apologize Bless for you. that. Um Bless and- you. But I think when you look at, uh, you know, some of their losses, they are really, uh, they've got to overcome a lot of problems. I mean, you know, whether it was the start, though, and pre-start in the Big Ten when they lost to Wisconsin in overtime, they played really poorly at Nebraska, and and then uh, their rally was too late at Penn State. It's just, uh, you know, that kind of put them in a hole. But I do think this team is capable of, uh, you know, probably getting to the NCAA tournament, maybe finishing fourth or fifth in the Big Ten, and, and, uh, who knows? Uh, you know they haven't been out of the first weekend of the NCAA since uh, 1999, so that mm. seems to be the, uh, the 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 Moby Dick for uh, Fran McCaffrey's uh, Lee Montville mm-hmm. here, or Captain Ahab.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Scott, one of the bigger stories um, in the program this year. Uh, has been Patrick McCaffrey leaving and and taking that leave of absence to better himself. Have you heard anything from him, how he's doing, if he plans on returning to basketball at some point, just uh, what's on the McCaffrey trail?
0: He's showed up at every game and he's been in like uh, street clothes or whatever. Um, So he's around the program still. It's just a matter of how he handles the anxiety, which as we know is, it's much more difficult than say a sprained ankle where you just, okay, I feel good enough. I can go out there and play. But mm. um, you know, so it's a mental thing and, and he's had so much uh, so many issues over his life. Uh, you know, he had cancer, uh, thyroid cancer, which was uh, you know, his surgery took place on the first day of the NCAA tournament um, in 2014. And he had to sit out a year because of his meds and how he was getting tired with it. So it, mm-hmm. you know, he's dealt with so much. That I think it, they're trying to take it day by day. Now there's been some discussion that he'll make it back on Wednesday, uh, but no decision officially has been made. I guess we might find out a little bit more today. But but it's been really tough on him. And, and but the team has responded. They've rallied in his absence and have played uh, probably their best basketball of the year since he's
2: uh, stepped away. Yeah, I, I struggled coaching in a game in which my kid broke his collarbone. So a lot of credit. I think to, to Fran McCaffrey, he gets a lot of criticisms, but just managing uh, the emotions, and I think St. Patrick here, and obviously you're coaching multiple sons, and that includes the rest of the team figuratively. So, I mean, that emotional balance, Doc, that can't be easy. But I guess as long, you know, that line of communication is open, and you see that he's a good, in a good place relatively, it helps you do your job better yeah i think so I, I think you know he's been doing it for a
0: long time connor's in his sixth year at iowa and, and he's had his ups and downs too because um you know early in his career he tried he played baseball and football or i mean and basketball and uh just uh you know whether it was his arm you know he had to have surgery on his shoulders he had surgery on his hips he wasn't playing well he got a lot of criticism because he was a you know four star and 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 so that took a lot out of the family and then of course now with Patrick with all of his various uh ailments it, it's been tough on Fran for that but um you know he's been pretty resilient and the team has performed mostly over the last few years they've had some bad losses this year of course but overall I think they've uh they've handled it well and, and Fran's a good coach and and his team seems to respond for him. So, uh, But they've got a pretty tough stretch coming up ahead. I mean, they, you know, and I think every game is going to be like that in the Big Ten. It just seems to be such a competitive league, really. Um, you know, even with Minnesota beating Ohio State last week, it just shows you that anybody can beat anybody. And, you know, playing Northwestern is, uh, you know, kind of the surprise of the league to me. And then after that, they go to Ohio State, Michigan State in succession, and then play Rutgers at home was been a very good team. They did beat them on the road and probably their best game. And then, and then, yeah. uh, you know, in, in early February they play uh, Illinois, their kind of their blood rival at home. So you know they've got some really tough games coming up. And I think right now you just if you're Iowa, you just hope to just compete in every one of them. You're going to lose some, and and you know you just hope you win uh, and end up on the right side on a few others.
1: Scott, changing gears here to take a general look at the Big Ten. And we're speaking with Scott Doctorman at Scott Doctorman on Twitter, covers Iowa football for The Athletic. You know, I think we can all agree the Big Ten is heading in the right direction with two Pac-12 schools joining in 2024, the big TV rights deal that's in place. But last week, I found it hard to believe people can still poo-poo on Kevin Warren for his job as commissioner. <laughs> Yet that's exactly what I saw people doing couple of questions meshed into one here for you. How do you think he did um, as commissioner of the Big Ten, and who would you like to see replace him?
0: Those are great questions. I think overall he put himself in such a, a hole with the whole COVID situation, as we all know, and, and I think that's what everybody remembers, that uh, I think you know it, it was really difficult to dig out of that. But he was able to, and he did it with the help of others. I think the TV deal, he was – you want to say he was smart enough or he understood that maybe what he didn't understand. So he involved, uh, you know, people with Fox who've been, you know, big partners with the big 10 and, and they're able to get a very lucrative record setting uh, media rights deal. And then I think you look at uh, adding USC and UCLA. I don't think he did that independently, but he did it in conjunction with other people. And that's a, and that's another huge win for the big 10. So overall, the big Ten's on really good footing going forward. And, you know, but I also think that maybe he's stepping away at the right time. You know, now how do you govern that way? Because, you know, he came in at such an impactful situation, you know, that we didn't know about with COVID. And then, and then these areas where we did know, especially the media rights deal, That I think overall you look at him and you think, well, um, you know, it's probably for the best that you step away. And then maybe somebody with a little bit more, collegiate experience and dealing with uh, athletic directors and campuses can kind of take the Big Ten to the next level because you've got NIL, you've got, uh, you know, trying to figure out what's the future of whether you're pay student athletes, whether there's unionization, all those types of things. So I think uh, somebody with collegiate experience is probably what the Big Ten needs. And I would say among the uh, candidates that I would kind of Think At least at the forefront, who are you know, strongly considered would probably be Jim Phillips, who's now at the ACC. He was a finalist. I think we all thought he was going to get the job when he was at Northwestern's AD. I think he'd be fantastic. Um, likewise, Jennifer Heppel, uh, who's the Patriot League commissioner. She's been at the Big Ten multiple times in major roles. I think she would be really good. I think a current person that I would strongly recommend to get um, a lot of attention is, is Kerry Kenny, who's a senior vice president for for television. Mm -hmm. He's younger, but uh, he was one of the four people in the room for the media rights deals. And he's a former student athlete. He played basketball in college. And I think he's, uh, you know, he's uniquely gifted in the way he um, handles himself and, and situations that I think if he's not a commissioner of the big 10, he'll be a commissioner of a power conference at some point. So, those are kind of the three that come to my mind, but uh, you know I, I do think that uh, whether you're dealing with with NIL or other topics, that's something that absolutely needs to be at the forefront because otherwise uh, the the whole structure is going to be uh, in chaos, uh, you know, indefinitely.
2: Scott, quickly, I talked to Coach Woods last night. He and Coach Ferentz will be in Omaha tomorrow. It's the second or th- second time for sure and not very long that Coach Ferentz will be making a personal appearance. Is this – they've had the uptick in recruiting. You've kind of a, addressed and attacked the portal a little bit. Is Are things a change, or is it just more prominent now with how hot and heavy recruiting is? I think they, they
0: really went in with a renewed focus in the portal this year. And, and you know, they didn't – you know break the portal they didn't do what Wisconsin did certainly but I think they looked for pieces that fit but I think they were very aggressive and in getting the quarterback right away showed that they weren't going to just be same old Iowa let's just sit back and wait and see if one person shows up uh, and I think that's really important for them because uh, you know they had a, one of the best defenses in the country um, and in certain areas they were ranked number one but their offense was so bad it could do anything uh, when it fell behind like against Nebraska in that final game. So I think really, it's, it, if there's nothing else, they have been more aggressive. I don't know if it's a new attitude, but it certainly is one that's uh, that's more, uh, you know, just more aggressive in, in tone.
1: Scott, you're the best man. Thanks so much. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Doc.
0: All right. Thanks for having me on.
1: Paul Keels is next.